Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. All right. Welcome to another week of Spirit Katana, where uh, me, the old man, and my two children, Ruby and Jadefire, uh, work our way through the Bible, trying to sharpen our uh, sword of the Spirit, our um, the Word of God, so that we are better equipped to go out in the world and that's what we have come to believe. All right, and this week we will be going through Ephesians, starting in Ephesians 3 and the rest of Ephesians. So 3, 4, 5, and 6. And then we'll go into Philippians, uh, all the way through Philippians. So Ephesians 3 through 6 and Philippians 1 through 4. Alright, so starting in Ephesians 3. Was there anything that stood out to either of you? Um, I don't have a whole lot. Verse 12 and 16, so if you guys have anything before that. Uh, um, let's see. Oh, I have something in verse 1. Okay. For this reason, I... Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. What does it mean by prisoner of Christ Jesus? Like, how can you be a prisoner of Christ? Uh, let me see. So, I don't know the full context here, but it could be a couple of things. First of all, we are a slave to Jesus. We are a servant to Jesus, right? Yeah. Or we're called to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could consider that to be a prisoner then, too, right? I guess so. But... Paul also spent a lot of time in prison. <laughs> yep. So he's and like, why did he spend time in prison? Because of Jesus. So because he's like a of Jesus. prisoner of Jesus because he's always in prison because of Jesus. And he's imprisoned because of Jesus and to Jesus for the sake of the Gentiles because he's trying to preach to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? On uh, the non-Jews. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Those that are now getting to be part of the God's people that weren't like originally the set aside the chosen the people right the chosen um and he's in prison all the time <laughs> but he's never like cursing jesus or anything he still goes out whenever he can and preaches more he's not like i'm done preaching now absolutely that's why he's in prison all the time did you have any other uh highlights before verse 12 jade fire no okay how about you old man So go ahead and into verse 12. Okay. We have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. Um, what does it mean that we have free access as kings? Like, does that mean, I get that, I've heard that we are like princes and princesses in a way, or going up to heaven or whatever, but like not kings or queens. 
Yeah, I don't have kings or anything like that in here. Mine just says, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Yeah, that makes sense. Is exactly? that what this is trying to say? Because then Where that exactly are we? Ephesians 3.12. 3.12? Okay. Yeah, so uh, it's just that we can have full confidence to actually approach and talk to God. And we have the freedom to do so because of um, his spirit. And we are in him and we have faith in him. So we have access to God. Well, your verse just makes complete sense. Yeah, they like to add things in your version to make it sound more exciting. <laughs> they, they amp it up a little bit. Um, all make right. it more interesting. Uh, supposedly. supposedly. Uh, Do you have uh, any highlights between 13 and 15? Nope. 16. And I pray that he would unveil... And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor under until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Um, what does it mean, like, that supernatural um, strength, like, floods your innermost being? <laughs> Okay, well, my version says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's going from 16 to through 19, because it's all one sentence. <laughs> and it's not as crazy as mine. Yeah, so he's just praying that out of his glorious riches, which he has plenty, he can strengthen you with power through his spirit. Because hmm. we have power through God and his spirit, right? Yep. That's where all of our gifts and strengths come from. If God wants, we can do pretty much we can do anything, not pretty much anything. We yeah. can do anything Yep. with God. All right. Any other highlights in Ephesians 3? Those were my two highlights. Um, I have two highlights, too. Um, You're still in three? Yeah. Okay. Um, For this reason, I kneel before the Father from the, his whole family in heaven and on earth. Um, What exactly is his family in heaven? Where Besides, is this? Uh, Fourteen. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name? Huh? For this? From? Four. Oh, I mean fifteen. Oh, fifteen. Three fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, fourteen and fifteen. For this reason, I kneel before the Father is fourteen. Fifteen is from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Yeah, but what family is in heaven? Is this father part of? Our family? Yeah. Okay. I don't know every family in heaven. I don't know. I don't know if that just is referring to angels or what. We don't. Well, maybe we do know. I don't. I would think that it would refer to, like, us as brothers and sisters in Christ. Like, all of us being one big family. Like, I, that's the family is what I was thinking. Because we all do get our name and everything from our Father, which is in heaven. Right? Yep. yep. And That's my best understanding of that. Technically, everybody in the world is related because we all come through 
Noah and Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Any other? Uh, nope. Okay. Do you have any highlights? Nope. Not any. Not a single one. Okay. I'm here to fumble through your questions and <laughs> try to answer them as best I can. That works. Which is horrible. All right, Ephesians four. I highlighted verse one. It's about all unity and maturity. Did anyone else highlight verse one? Because they can read it if they want. I have a highlight on the phone and in my book. Okay, that's not information needed. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um, four one. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is subtle to your high rank given to you in your divine calling. Um, uh, what does it mean that, um, given to you subtly in your high rank? Uh, subtly in a high rank, eh? Uh, as a prisoner for the Lord, once again, prisoner for the Lord, right? Then it says I, prisoner of the Lord. The line says four. Uh, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. You've been called to live for Christ. Live that way. Which you could say is a high honor and stuff. I wouldn't necessarily say rank puts you at a high rank necessarily, like in an army. But I would say all our jobs are pretty much exactly the same and rank-wise from God. Mm, yep. No one's better than anyone, really. Right. Yeah, we all have our own gifts and we're all supposed to operate as the, as the body of Christ. So, And we should be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Verse 2. <laughs> Alright. Um, I've got a lot of highlights in this chapter. You have one on verse four, is that right, Jade Fire? Uh, verse four? <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see here. Um, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were, um, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. And uh, my note is there's one spirit and two bodies, the Christ. Like Jesus Christ and God the Father. The body of Christ. That's the one body. Oh. What do you mean there's two bodies? God and Jesus. God isn't a body. He took on human flesh form with Christ. That's that's the way he has a body. And then we all make up the body of Christ, not in the same way that he took on a body. But Father, the Father is never referred to as a body, that I can recall. Yeah, that's what's confusing me. Oh. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I've got a highlight in verse 5. One body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Go ahead. Sorry. um, I just liked it. (laughs) It's a good verse. For the Lord is one, and so are we, for we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. Oh, it goes into verse 6 that I highlighted. Oh, you're reading what I was just reading. Got it. Sorry. Um, but I think I kind of liked it for the same reason that, um, you just said how it's like, for the Lord is one and so are we, like, we share in the same faith, um, and baptism, but, like, we're also 
so different from each other because mm. we can't all be the exact same. Like if the whole we body were an, an eye, eye yep. or like we're so different from each other, but like we're all one in the same. Yeah. And we are all his children. He's over all of us and he works through all of us and he's in all of us with his spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we should, again, that's why it goes back up to, you know, be humble and gentle and patient with everyone, right? Because mm. none of us are better. We're all part of the same team and same body. Like, don't attack each other. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to lord over each other because only one part is the lord and that's the head, which is God. God so. God's the lord. All right. Um, My next highlight is verse 9. If anyone else has highlights. Okay. Uh, Do you have anything before verse 9? Yes. Okay. Verse 6. Oh, we're back there still. Gotcha. We just did that one, didn't we? Well, we did 4, and then 4, 5, and 6, and then 5, and sort of 6, and now 6. Um, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Um, and I noticed that they didn't say anything about uh, Jesus in this verse. Okay. And uh, why not? Because they don't mention Jesus in every verse. <laughs> and Jesus is, I guess, part of the Father. They're all one. They are all one. Okay. I mean, he this that specific verse is talking about God and Father of all. So, talking about God the Father. And God is the Father of Jesus. Okay. And it lets us know there is just one God. Does uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit still all just one? Got it. Because, I mean, the first right after it says, but to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So, I mean, it's not like it's forgetting about Christ. <laughs> Christ is an important aspect to God. Right? Yeah. Verse 9, you said, Ruby? Mm-hmm. He ascended means that he returned to heaven after he had uh, first descended from the heights of heaven even to the lower regions, namely the earth. Namely the earth. Okay. Um, I think um, the main reason I highlighted it is because uh, in, I think, the book of John, like not one of the first, second or third Johns, um, it talks... <laughs> so you mean the Gospel of John? Yes, it's probably the one I'm talking about. Um... My little sister memorized it one time, and it talked a lot about that. Probably because most of the Gospels do that. His ascension? Yes. And he can't descend because he's God, right? Except that he can descend because he descended first to Earth. Mm Mm-hmm. Did anyone highlight verse 10? I did not. Me neither. All right, then I'm going to do 11 and 12. (laughs) Well, verse 10 does finish the thought about the ascension. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So, essentially becoming infinite. (laughs) It's pretty amazing that God is infinite. Infinite grace, infinite love. Infinite is unfathomable. No anger, not like always angry with us or anything. Anyway, verse 11, you say... Eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve, you say? Yes, that's what I said. (laughs) 
and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, and some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And the, their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Um, I like how he appointed people to be different things. Yep. But all with grace. And、mm. like, as I read, there was grace with all of it. And, um, and, Their, how their calling is to nurture and prepare. Nurture? Nurture, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That makes more sense. Nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. Like, so they, like, lead them with grace and help them. But, like, even though they're appointed with grace, they might not always be graceful because, like, God's the only one who's always graceful in a way. He's the only perfect one. Hmm. And then with being built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, which won't come until the very end, but sounds like a great time. Look forward to it. <laughs> It'll be nice. You have some more highlights there, Jade Fire?、Uh, yeah, 25. Oh, that's way down. Do you have any more before 25?、No. Ruby? Oh, Ruby?、Uh, I've got 14 and 15. Then 20. Okay. Then I've got some after 25. Okay.、Um, 14 and 15. And then our immaturity will end, and we will not be easily shaken by trouble, nor led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies, but instead we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth of all our. Of all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into Him, the anointed head of His body, the church. Um, a th- um, the, church. the anointed head of His body, the church. Interesting. Okay. What? What's so interesting about it? Well, maybe I just didn't follow it very well, but mine says in 15 and. Dead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head that is Christ. Because Christ is the head of the body, the church is just the yes. body. Yes. But, so I was just a little lost. That's all. Well, it says the anointed head of His body, so like. And then he, the head of His body, the church. So they're saying that the body is the church, not the head, the anointed head. Is that what, I'm, is that what it's saying? All of our pain mysteries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into Him, the anointed head of His body. Comma, the church? Huh? Comma, the church? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that could be read. It sounds like it could be read two different ways. Like you could hear the anointed head of the body, the church, meaning the church is the anointed head of the body, or the anointed head of the body, which is the church. That's really confusing. But it better be, mean the church and not mean the anointed head because the church is not the anointed head. That's、it's、all I'm saying. That's probably what it means, unless it's like a misinterpreted <laughs> version. Yeah, I was just, I was just wondering because it sounded funny to me. But anyway.、Um, part of the reason I highlighted 14, though, is because、um, how he's constantly warning people about、um, false prophets and teachers、mm, and stuff.、Yep. And so, like, I'm just wondering if, like, Jesus told him to、uh, 
write that stuff because he knew like there'd be false prophets listening and being like maybe change their ways or something <laughs> because he's well in there he wasn't even saying hey be careful of them it's just like then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth and blown here and there and we won't be swayed by the teaching and the cunning and craftiness of the deceitful but i just think that's like the thing that made me realize it saying it over and over and then yeah. that's what made me realize it Alright, verse 20. Yep. But this is not the way of, of 20 and 21. Okay. But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you. If you have really experienced the anointed one and heard this tri- his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. Um... I think when it talks about, like, the ultimate reality is embodied with Jesus, is he talking about, like, the new heavens and earth when he says it like that? Uh, he's, talk- uh, he's talking about how we, um, let's see, having lost all sensitivity, they had given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed, was the verse right before it. That, however, is not the way of life that you have learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. So it's just saying that, like, we've been taught a different way. Ah. He exists in Christ, so we're not supposed to be giving ourselves to sensuality and indulge in every kind of impurity and be full of greed. Okay? Like how it says, but this is not the way of the life that Christ has unfolded in you, like... This isn't the way Christ has taught you, or I've taught you about Christ. Right. You were but taught... Dead, you should be like this. You were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's going through 22 to 24 to finish up the thought. So yes, he's taught us to put off that old self, the, the, the dead self, the one that was in sin, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have a new, new self. We've been born again. Yep. Not that we don't sometimes still succumb and fall prey to the old self ways, the flesh, but... Because, like, no one's perfect, so if you grew up in the perfect ways, <laughs> then, like, they're not... You can't be perfect. <laughs> yep. And that brings us to verse 25, Jade Fire. All right. Um, so it says, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, and we are all members in one body. And that is something that I'm working my way through, uh, the truthfully and putting off the falsehood and stuff. Yeah. I'm working on being better about that. And I've seen that. You have been a lot better at putting off the falsehood and speaking truthfully. And it does make things go a lot more smoothly, doesn't it? (laughs) He's nodding a lot. Uh, Just so you listeners know. (laughs) Since people can't hear you nod. (laughs) Just nod really loud. (laughs) Boom, boom. 
That's a nod sound. Got it. Interesting. <laughs> All right. And then 26. Yep. Is a different note. It is a different note. I have 26 and 27 together. Mm. Okay. Um. In in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Um. I actually just f- thought of something of re- uh, with reading this again. Yep. Um. Does it mean do not be angry like all day? Uh, it uh, it means I I think it means that, like deal with your like figure out what you're angry about and try to address it before like so that you're not holding this grudge against someone forever. You do not want to be holding these dark, bitter feelings and grudges, is basically the point. Okay. Um, a lot of people take it as, say, hey, you should resolve these things before you go to sleep, because otherwise, you know, it's going to weigh on you, right? Yeah. But, and in a general rule, sure, unfortunately, a lot of times if you're angry when it's later at night and it's bedtime, you're tired. And not necessarily in the best place emotionally to handle the situation. As we've all learned by me trying to deal with situations after 9 o'clock with some of you guys, right? I definitely get that because It's not the best time nine, to do it, is it? After 9, don't give me any bad news. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, you should definitely... And you should definitely be trying to let it go. Um, and now, it's also worth noting, it says, In your anger, do not sin. It doesn't say... You got angry, so you have now sinned. It says, don't sin in your anger. So, like, anger is a reaction to something. Sometimes something selfish, right? A lot of times for us. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a sin right off the bat. You need to calm yourself down and Because it is just a reaction. If you cling to it, that's a different thing. Yeah. You start wishing ill to people, that's sin. Right? Yeah. You strike out to somebody because you're angry. That's sin. Um, That's why you need to take a minute, calm down, but deal with it. And you can try to address it. Now, unfortunately, we're living in an imperfect world with imperfect people. So you address whatever is causing you anger, even if it isn't something selfish and it is something somebody, like you, on your end, it really is the other person's uh, misdeed and you're angry over it. You can address that with them, but they aren't necessarily going to change or repent. And that can easily make you angry. Er. <laughs> However, so if you have somebody who isn't willing to change and fix the problem, what do you do then? You don't... Well, well I think you should try... Well, is... Are we imagining this is, like, someone who knows Jesus in the Bible really well or someone who doesn't? It doesn't matter. Let's say you've given all the evidence you need and all the information you need, whether they're a Christian or not a Christian, and they refuse to do anything about it. I think you should just let it go. You need to learn to just be at peace and recognize that it's not up to you to change them. It is not up to you to make sure that they do the right thing. You can still move on and do and the right pray thing. About it. And you should definitely pray about it. Um, because if you let that anger simmer, then with the next verse, which I know you said you had, Ruby, and do not give the devil a foothold. He will have a foothold if you're clinging to anger and bitterness. 
because he will use that to cause you to sin. You're letting that in, all right? So, yes, I think you should do your best to resolve the situation with whoever is involved, whether it's just you or if there's others involved, but in the end, it's up to you to let that go and not let it linger and recognize that people are going to do bad things. <laughs> you do bad things, like... Hey, now, I'm perfect. Leave me alone. <laughs> you said that no one is perfect. I said that. I meant that except for me, obviously. The old well, man so is perfect. No, I'm the just only kidding. I'm not perfect. people are Jesus and God. They're not exactly people, in my opinion. Right, right. Jesus was a person, but also fully he God. He was fully man and fully God. Oh, really? He was given every temptation that we have. And he overcame it. This is an important aspect. Okay. Okay. And it means that we, with his Holy Spirit, also have the power to overcome all these things. Huh. I didn't really think about it that So way. don't use your fleshliness as an excuse to do sin. Because he came. Because he also came in flesh. I feel like, sure, the main reason Jesus came down was to take away all our sins. But that's not the only reason. No, I mean, it would have been the only reason if that was the only reason he had to come yes. down. But, like, there were other things he came down for besides that. Yeah, our weakness is not a good excuse. That's all I'm saying. Because we do have God. We do have the Holy Spirit. We have the example of Christ. We have all the tools at our disposal. The whole New Testament, all the letters, right? And the Old Testament, which is also useful. Um, very useful. Um, we have all of that. So there are no excuses. <laughs> we are going to f- Except that no one's fall. perfect, remember? I know, and we are going to fail. But then we need to remedy that. We need to repent. Bring it forth to those that we've sinned against, people-wise, and to God, because we've also sinned against him in doing so. Mm-hmm. Every sin we commit is basically putting that nail into Jesus all over again. <laughs> yeah, just like... um. How if you sin against someone, you're sinning against Jesus, and you're like, no, this was this person, not Jesus. Um, <laughs> in Acts, when Saul is, like, riding along the road, and Jesus is like, it is me whom you are persecuting, when Saul's yes. like, who are you? It's like, and Saul wasn't necessarily attacking Jesus himself, but he was attacking all his disciples and yep. the people preaching his name. Absolutely. So the way he well, was another, Jesus. Anything you do to the least of these, you've done to me. He has that yeah. too. I don't remember where that was, but yeah. yeah. It's in one of the Gospels, or multiple Gospels. It's, <laughs> Jesus said it specifically. <laughs> Alright. Um, I've got 29. Verse 29. Oh. 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 Did, did, I, that was just a thing that I noticed the, sec- well, the second time I read it. What is? What I just brought, what I brought up for this, for 26. Oh, so you're not oh. done talking about 26. Nope. Oh, continue, sir. <laughs> um, when the sun is already down and you're angry, what happens then? I feel like you weren't paying very close attention to our conversation. Because this has nothing to do with the sun. You should try to resolve the situation as quickly and as soon as possible. Sometimes doing it before the day is over is impossible. If it's already late, sometimes not the best time to do it. You need to find the perfect timing. Oh, 
<gasps> but most of all, you need to let that anger go. Don't hold a grudge. And you should let that go before you go to sleep, most likely. Uh... If you can. So pray, release that anger, and get some good rest. Because if you aren't releasing that anger, <laughs> some people at least will not sleep that well and not have a great morning either because they're still bitter. I know like this from experience on my end. That's how I used to be for sure. I've learned to let a lot of that go. I used to have arguments with your mother late at night because I'm like, we need to resolve this before we go to sleep. Because don't let the sun go down on your anger, right? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> so you're not giving me bad news after night is and of course, from my mom. Your mom was like, no, let's talk about it the next day after we've gotten good rest because everything, because she just forgets everything and is all happy and hunky dory in the morning. <laughs> yeah. All happy and so, hunky dory. I don't get that part. And there's a lot of things that I would be angry about in the past that really aren't a big deal and you can just let go. I mean, there's, sometimes it's not even anything you really have to resolve. It's right. Fine. Exactly. All right. Now we can move on. Sweet. 29. And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. I feel like this is just kind of like adding on to what we were just talking about. Like when you're going to resolve it, don't slander them and like cut them down or whatever with hurtful words. But like try to lift them up. While correcting them at the same time. Like, well, to build somebody up, you need to take out the pieces that are going to cause it to be uneven when you're building a building, right? Yeah, but you can't be like, I'm perfect and blah, blah, blah. You've got to, like, um, be gentle with correcting them and yes. bu- build them up as best as you can. And... Yes, you you have to... You have to understand how to handle the situations in the situation, in each and every one, because they can be very different. Like, sometimes you do have to give, like, a more harsh rebuke, um, because they won't pay attention otherwise. (laughs) Um, but then also followed up with some gentle building, encouraging, and things like that, too, so. And I think before you go to resolve the problem, first of all, you should pray about it, ask God what you should do about it. And, like, especially if it's late at night, you should pray, ask him to help you, go to sleep, get up in the morning, and be like, all right, I will try to be patient with this. So. I think that's all I've got for. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So, this is basically saying, don't use naughty words. (laughs) Yep. I'm just kidding. That's not what it says. That's what people will say it says. But it's actually like calling somebody stupid isn't considered necessarily a naughty word by a lot of people, but it is still unwholesome. It is not building them up, right? Yeah. There should be a lot of words that people should not be using, or at least in the way that they use them, on the same level as the swear words that everybody gets all hung up on. It's all unwholesome if you're not building somebody up. So... Did you have any highlights for the chapter, old man? I think we covered chapter four plenty, but we're good. Moving on to chapter five. <laughs> Did you have any highlights? Yeah, I pointed out the one that we all seemed to like highlighted. The 
versus like five and four, five, and six. <laughs> anyway, I have a Highland tra- um, verse two. Cool. I've got a Highland verse one. Oh, you go first. oh okay. <laughs> um, be imitators of God in everything you do, for then you will represent your Father as He be- as His beloved sons and daughters. Um. When it says be imitators of God in everything you do, that's, like, impossible. You can't imitate God in every... I mean, we have the tools, like you pointed out, to do so, but we can't? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to say that word. We have to do our best to follow God's example. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. It's like, it sounds like such a command that people can't really follow. I mean, they can follow. They can follow, but, like, I don't know how to word it. It's all good. This is what it's telling us to strive for, so let's strive for that. <laughs> let's not focus on the impossibilities that we have or the hang-ups we have. Let's focus on what we are told to try to do. Because it didn't say try to be imitators. It says follow it God's example. Be imitators. All right. Verse 2. Verse 2. Um, so, what it says, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This reminded me of John 3.16, for God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Yep. So, it says, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. So, the way Christ loved us was to give himself up as a sacrifice. He died. And it's telling us to walk in the way of love, just as Christ did. So, does that mean you have to get sacrificed? No. Does that mean you have to die? No. I disagree. What? Have you ever heard the term, die to self? Nope. Nope. You should die to yourself. You should die to your selfish wants, your selfish desires. You should, your wants should not always be first. To walk in the way of love is to look after what the other wants. Put others before yourself would be another way to say that. I've heard that one many times. (laughs) You understand? Yeah. So like... It's a common thing for men to say to the girls that they love or are infatuated with, or husbands to wives, boys to girlfriends, whatever. I would die for you. And they mean it half the time. But when they say that, what they mean is that they would take a bullet. They would get jump in front of a runaway car. They would literally die for the person. But you tell them to go take out the garbage while they're sitting there playing video games, they won't do it. Because that's what they want to do. They are not dying to their self. They are not serving the person that they are loving. They are not showing the same love that Christ showed love to them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I would almost take that as like, die for other people. Like, forget about yourself. You aren't anyone. Like, you're special and everything to God and like that. But like, you're not anyone. You're you're there for other It's not people. that you can't do things that you enjoy, but you <laughs> should not put that as a priority, especially in a romantic situation, <laughs> but in a lot of situations. Okay? Okay. It's a good lesson to learn that I didn't learn until I was older, so... <laughs> anyway. Mo- 
one. Mine next highlight is eight, so you guys have anything for that? Old man, you haven't. No, I don't have any highlights. Uh, End of chapter. Nope, I enjoy dealing with your highlights. It's great. <laughs> I have a highlight of 14, so right, I'm going All right, eight. Okay. Um, once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. Or in simpler terms, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Um, I like how it's like, you were full of darkness and stuff, but God doesn't hold that against you. You're now light. Go that way. Forget about it. It's nothing. I mean, forget as long as about you, it. As long as you repented for it. You know that kind of thing? But like, otherwise, forget about it. Yep. It's your past. Yeah, your we're not that you. anymore. We are now this. And stay that way. Live that way. Yeah, that's a good verse. Jade Fire with 14. This is going to be the first joke type verse. Oh, jeez. Uh, this is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Five more minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're a dork. I should don't I... want to wait five minutes I for think, that. I think I should... Um... Use this verse on a regular basis, especially with you, Jade Fire. But even sometimes <laughs> you, Ruby. I'm the snoozer of the family. Yeah, yeah but... not always. Only you. One your brother I... and your sister also have tend to do that. Which ones? The, el- the older one or? Um, the next in line after you two, and then three more down. <laughs> so... Um. One main one I remember is, yes, many times I've been just like, I want to sleep. But, like, main one I remember is right after my brother's birthday when his toys were laying everywhere that he had gotten. And I had to get up early the next morning, and you came to wake me up. And I kept trying to go in, but I flopped around, and I hit one of the toys, and it lit up and started singing. And I was like, what the? <laughs> Fine, I'll get up. Because I was excited for what was going right. on. Like, so yeah, from now on, it's going to be wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That's what I'm going to use. Mine says, arise, you sleeper, rise up from your coffin, and the anointed one will shine his light into coffin? you. Coffin? What are you, a vampire now? No, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, Elliot, next highlights? Mine 18. is 18. Both of you have 18? Yeah. All right. I'll read it. You read no, it no, I'm going to have Jade read it. It's probably simpler. What? No, 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 no. Let me read mine. Uh, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. 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 <laughs> Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Do you drink the Holy Spirit? You should be drinking the Holy Spirit, consuming the Holy Spirit, consuming God's Word. You should be so filled with that that you're not filled on... Because to be drunk with wine does not mean to drink wine. It means to drink a lot of it. Right? Right. You should be so consumed with the Holy Spirit that there is no room for that too much wine. I know a lot of people disagree that the commandments or whatever are, don't drink any wine. But I I, I disagree. It just says, don't give in to drunkenness. Like, you can drink a little wine here and there. Maybe not me. I'm not old enough. So that was 18. Do you have anything else to add to 18, Ruby? 
Um, um, I think it's basically what you said. We're like, you should just be so filled with the Holy Spirit that you have no room for wine or whatever, like. Drunkenness. Yeah. Alright, um, or at least drunk in wine. Drunk on the Spirit. Um, any other highlights? Um, 20, 22 through 24, no, 22 through 25, and 31. Okay. Jade Fire. Uh, just a minute. Do you have any before 20? To do, to uh, do no. highlight mm. Okay. 20. Always give thanks to uh, Father God for every person he brings into your life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um... I like how it's like always give thanks no matter what. Like how when I got another baby brother and I only have two sisters, um, I was really hoping for another sister, but I got another brother. But I was still thankful because I mean he's a cute little boy, cute little baby. Yeah. And like, I hoped for a sister, and that's fine. I didn't get one. I get more brothers. Um, I just like how it's always like, give thanks no matter what. Try to see the good in it. I saw the good in it. I got a new baby brother. Yeah. Yeah, we should always be giving thanks. I mean, even Paul himself gave thanks while he was in prison, right? <laughs> yep. Much better example. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot different than the gender of my little baby brother. Yes. All right. Um, and then 22. Through 25? Did you highlight 21, J. Fire? 21? No, but I have 23. Well, I'm going to read 22 through 25. Um, For wives, this means being devoted to your husband. Mm. Go ahead. Husbands, like you are tenderly devoted to our Lord. For the husband provides leadership for the wife, just as Christ provides leadership for his church as the Savior and Reviver of the body. In the same way, the church is devoted to Christ. Let the wives be devoted to their husbands and everything. And the husbands, you are to demonstrate love for your wives within the with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, uh, his bride, or he died for us, sacrificing himself. Um, the main thing I think I underlined is how, like, it keeps saying, wives, be devoted to your husbands. Like, how devoted do they have to be? Uh. I mean, I get they have to be devoted and... So, yeah, my version... Says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And 26, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. 27, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So Christ did that for the church, us, to make us clean so that we can go to heaven, right? Now, he did everything he could to make sure that we were protected and we were resurrected and we were ready to be presented to Christ, or to God and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So husbands, 
while they are the head, so they are the ones making decisions and they're responsible for the family's situation, they should be loving their wives in the same way that Christ loved the church. And at the same time, the church is supposed to submit to Christ, as this also says. And who, where are the husbands? What are they a part of? The church. The church. So the husbands have the fun goal to try to act like the head that Christ is, while also acting like the wife, how she's supposed to act to her husband, towards Christ. <laughs> I think but the reason God set it up that way is because then the husband couldn't keep going, you're supposed to submit to me, you're supposed to be like full-hearted to me. Right, right, right. Yeah, how are you so full-hearted to the church? Now, we all have a responsibility to fulfill what we were called to do in our roles, and I was not necessarily a very good leader or head in the early parts of my marriage, and arguably your mother was also not really good in the submission part, but she figured out the submission part, even while I sucked as the head, and loving her and stuff. Correct. And loving her. Like, I was selfish, playing video games, watch TV instead of taking out the garbage kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and she still submitted herself to me, even though I was not doing my role, because she was still doing what she was called to do. And eventually, I started to learn my lesson. <laughs> That's not always how it's going to work, but, I mean. you got to just keep going. But you are supposed to do what God calls you to do. Because you're not going to be responsible for if things go badly just because you submitted to your husband. Now you can still, like, it's still very much a partnership in a lot of ways. But the final decision is more supposed to be at the head, right? But I think the head should really listen to the body. You're like, understand what they're saying. Give it some thought. Actually get to know them. Take care of them, you know. Not just to be like, no, prepare my way's the them. best. <laughs> like with the children, prepare yeah. them for... You can't just be like, no, my way's the best. Yeah. I don't care about what you're going to say. Well, why did you like 23 the most? Just because it puts you, quote unquote, in charge? You said you highlighted 23, right, Jadefire? Yeah. What was so special about 23 for you? Oh, um... Uh, my note for it is sons and daughters will obey their mother or... And the mother will obey the father, and the father will obey God. Like, oh. Like everyone's obeying someone. That was a much more in-depth and interesting note than I expected you to have on that. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, be like, oh yeah, no, it says that I get to be in charge of my family. <laughs> yep. Because I know you've seen it that way in the past. <laughs> yeah. But yes, you are correct. That, that is the perfect way it should work. It's never going to always work that way. But yes, the children should submit to the mother and the father, actually. And then the mother submits to the father, but they still have like a partnership and communication. And then the father submits to Christ. And everybody submits to Christ. All right. Um, children have to submit to everyone. The wife has, The wife has to submit to everyone besides the children. Husband... Besides the people below him. Pretty much. God doesn't have to submit to anybody. Nope. He is God. Although he submitted to himself. What? Because Christ submitted to the Father. Yep. The Son submitted to the Father. <laughs> Alright. Any other highlights? Nope. 31. 31. For this reason, a man is to leave his father and his mother and lovingly hold to his wife, since the two have become joined as one flesh. Um, 
the reason I think I highlight it is, is because um how it's saying the wife or the when people grow up and the there's a man um but so like child they need to go and be sub be um supportive of their family not just like can you guys still support two families now or whatever well they can still take care of them sometimes but they're not supposed to be under their authority anymore they are starting their own family they're the head of their situation they're responsible for their family and being submitted to grace i think they should still respect oh absolutely we are told to respect our elders but respecting doesn't always mean obeying everything that they have to say. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, all right. So then moving chapter on six. to chapter six. Again, I highlighted verse one. Me too. I get to read it this time. No, I do. Because I'm the old man. Wait, did you highlight it? Absolutely. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I'm glad you guys highlighted it, though. My note is, yes, sir. <laughs> I like that note. Um, however, before, like, we can continue talking about one, but I also want to throw in four. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So do not frustrate them unnecessarily so them being frustrated doesn't mean it's my fault that you're frustrated all the time. But do not, like, just be mean to them and cruel to them and but it's like they're see like you are lovingly like go clean your you should go clean your room and they don't that's okay and then at the end of the week it's like go clean your room you have to (laughs) stay up there until it's done (laughs) like that's sort of loving i didn't highlight i didn't highlight that father word yet because i'm not a father yet no I'm cl- I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Uh, you're still a ways off. <laughs> like ten years. That's All close. Right. That's close. Anything else you guys want to say about the obey your parents or fathers, not exasperating not or honoring your father and mother? My because next... it comes with a promise if you honor your father and mother, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Mine is. Um, these are in the slanted words that you said don't always go off of, but, like, mm, yep. children, if you want to be wise, and I think that goes very well in verse 1, listen to your parents and do what they tell you. It's like, if your parents are listening to the Lord like they're supposed to, then you should really listen to them if you want to be wise. I mean, it's kind of true. I mean, everything you guys say might not be true, but... Probably 90% of the time it is. Anything else before verse 9? Yes. Nope. I've got 6 and 9. Okay, 6 and 9. The next and last verse I have is, or highlight is 14 through 17. Okay. Makes Um, sense. Always do what is right, or this is verse 6. Always do what is right and not only when others are watching so that you may please Christ as his servants by doing his will. That's almost like, um, do what is right and like, um, everyone says, ah, uh, do what is right all the time. Like, if you're going to help someone out, don't, 
be like in front of the whole church or whatever. Like I helped this person or whatever. Like when the one widow where all the rich people were giving uh, all the money that they or not all money, but just some money that they didn't need or whatever. But the one widow who had two copper coins or whatever gave all that she had, which was less than what they had, but she was putting all her trust in God. Yes. That's what I kind of thought. Like how Jesus is always watching. Yep. Yep. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord and not people. Because he's kind of off. All right. And verse 9. Um, you had that highlighted too, right? Nope. I thought you said it. I said before verse 10. Never mind. Yeah, me too. Okay, well. Um, and to the caretakers of the flock, I say, do what is right with your people by forgiving them when they (laughs) offend you, for you know there is a master in heaven that shows no favoritism. Oh, they, they really, um, tried to tweak the language on that one. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. It's not talking about the flock, not like people in the church. It's talking about masters and like, well, maybe, maybe in this situation it might not be. But slavery was a thing, and they're trying to clean that up and make it not say that. (laughs) They just try to make me forget about that. Yeah, this is about slaves, because before that, they talk about slaves obey your earthly masters with respect and fear. Okay. Like, if you find yourself in that position, you're still supposed to treat things... Because slaves were different back then, too. Not quite the same way as the awful slavery thing that happened here in our country and stuff, but... Okay. All right. Then, we'll... This one of my favorite sections of the Bible, and definitely where uh, the name of our podcast comes from, is in here. We have the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Which is the word of God. Which is the word of God. And then, I also like the rest of it too. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, Paul. That whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. And we should. And... What verse did that go down to? 20. So you highlighted the section me and Jade Fire did. Yep. 
Yeah, no, this is a very... Well, I mean, this is where we get the podcast thing, and we have an intro... Part of that, that sex, uh, section is uh, where our intro comes from. Yeah, I didn't want to make my highlight too long, so I could read it, so I went from 14 to 18. <laughs> no, I read the whole thing. And I know we only did four chapters, but we apparently had a lot to cover in Ephesians, so we will just end there for this episode. Okay. And we will pick up in Philippians next week um but what uh i would like to mention my favorite piece of armor oh okay sure the belt of truth ah and you'll have to get to know me really well to understand that why and you notice it's a belt so it holds things together so everything else kind of falls apart if you don't have that yeah i've seen in movies and stuff where the belt comes off and down go the pants. And I like I like all of it. Like uh, just the imagery, like a shield of faith, so that we, with our faith, we can block all the lies and deceits and things coming at us, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, the helmet of salvation, which protects our life because we are saved, right? Mm-hmm. And then the sword of the spirit to finally like <laughs> take out the falsehoods and stuff. We shielded against them, and now we can take them out. Yeah. Take out the demons and the evil spiritual forces. While we're reading this, I cannot stop thinking of the Bible Man intro. <laughs> I'm not surprised. But we are done. spiritual samurai. Yes. But we are not done. We still have application and then prayer. I feel yeah. like me and Jake fired through a couple. In the future, in the same. future, I've actually highlighted stuff that I want to take away. Or take away. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what is your guys' application Too this long. time? Our takeaway? Yeah, what what do you think that you can be applying practically to your life going forward? From The armor of God. What about it specifically? Just the belt of truth? Focusing on putting buckling yeah. that around? Yes, yes. I, I think a good applic- like a f- actual thing you can do to apply this is to go over the armor of God every day. Okay. Read that section every day. I remember. I used to have a costume... Yep. Yes, you did. Um, so when you do your Bible reading every day, read that section as well. Yes. Every day. Yep. Okay. The whole armor. Not just the belt, but the whole armor. That way you're equipping it and remembering that you have these pieces to help you. Okay? I'm going to even see if I can find the Bible man on, or like the armor of God or something on Spotify. I think I'll do it too. I think I'll reread the or... section every time. Anyway. Ruby. Um, I think my takeaway was, um, I know I'm not, like, a father or anything, but, like, I like to watch little ones and stuff and babysit them. Yeah. And I, I'm not always very loving when I have helpers or what to help me take care of them Mm. and stuff. So, like, when I'm in charge or put in charge, I'm not... Loving it, I think I should definitely practice that more. Okay. What was your takeaway? Uh, mine's similar, probably, and that's this the whole dying to self to serve others. Um, not have them just be serving me, <laughs> essentially. I think you can relate. Um, I give other people the hard part. Yeah, exactly. Take the easier parts for yourself. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be my main thing, is just dying to myself and being more loving towards 
your mother and to you guys and all that stuff. So, I think you have. Less and I will to also work. be reading the Armor of God. I think. I think you have less to work on than me. And if it's okay with I've you, I've been. It's something I've worked on many times before. And if it's so. okay with you, I'm going to be using my CD player to listen to uh, ninety-eight point five KTIS. Mm, we'll see. I guess. Uh, sure. At night. Okay. Oh, at night. Uh, we'll see. Okay. All right. Um, this is going to be a ruby started prayer. Uh, dear God, please help us all to work on uh, equipping the all the armor. Um, because there's probably something everyone has to work on there. Um, please help me and the old man to. Uh, work on being more loving to others and Jade Fire to um, work on putting on the belt of truth and the full armor of God. Um, thank you that we were able to get a lot out of this podcast. Amen. Amen. Amen.